Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Have your say on 1170 SEN. Call 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. This is Higher Ground with Chris Warren. Good evening. Welcome, folks, to another edition of Higher Ground. Monday, the 28th of March. Chris Warren here with you for the next few hours. Please don't be a stranger. Open invitation for you to be a part of the show. This is your late night league lounge. You know the drill. You pull up a stool, you grab yourself a drink, Make yourself comfortable and you join the conversation. As always, though, uh, to earn one of those freebies from the bar, you have to give me something. You can do that either on the open line, which is now open, one 1170 or you can do it via text, 0457 736 736. The bar is now officially open. It is my shout. Text or call and I'll buy you a drink. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Yes, indeed. Let's get right down to business. And, uh, well, all of it's about rugby league. And uh, as I say, I'd love you to be a part of the show. Quite a few storylines over uh, the weekend and uh, the last or even last 24 hours. Uh, you might have your thoughts and, and want to join uh, way into the conversation. So in terms of talk topics, well, it's open slather. Open slather here tonight on higher ground. Uh, well, let's just recap briefly, shall we? Round three then, um, and I'll do it as succinctly as I can. If you like Cronulla Sharkies, aren't they a different, um, well, yeah, kettle of fish. A shark is a fish, isn't it? It is, yes. Different kettle of fish this year. Thumping the Dragons, 36 points to 12. Uh, no regrets about signing Nico Hines, have they, Cronulla Sharks, nor um, their new coach. We roll on to Friday and the poor old West Tigers, they they had enough opportunities to to put the Warriors away, Warriors down a man, um, but they just couldn't do it. Um, but as I say, quite a number of things didn't go their way, West Tigers. I reckon they've had a try. Uh, the Luciano Leilua one disallowed, not even gone to the bunker. There are a few other you know, good breaks there and opportunities that just failed to turn into points, and the Warriors get the two points, Um you can't really say, well, I mean, the scoreboard says it, but I think West Tigers were the better team, uh, but things didn't go their way. And then, of course, in the past uh, 24 hours or so, we've we've had all this um, coming out about a, some sort of blue between Robbie Farrah and Madge. Well, Robbie's come out um, on his own social media platform saying it's a load of rubbish. Um, being reported yesterday, uh, a fan allegedly heard Robbie bad-mouthing Coach Maguire 
Robbie said he's got he's his number one fan. So, but there were some instances of miscommunication at a very loud Campbelltown Stadium, and uh, but there was nothing directed at the coach. So you can you can only take Robbie Farrar um, on his word there. So let, I think move on. Nothing to see there, but it just goes to show when uh, when you're not winning and the clubs um, well not putting together the performances they'd like to. Um, all sorts of cracks are exposed, but I think in terms of effort, it was it was there by West Tigers, but well done to the Warriors for uh, beating them uh, down to twelve men. We roll on then, and well, well, I was going to say the, the the win of the weekend, uh, South Sydney against the Roosters, and it probably was the the win of the round, no doubt about it. Well done to the Bunnies, absolutely belted them, didn't they? I didn't see it coming. You might be a Souths fan. Uh, give me a call or send me a text. Um, come on, it's still bragging rights for you against your your dear rivals. And then we go on to, um, on Saturday, 38 points to 20, the Panthers over the Knights. That scoreline, incidentally, doesn't really reflect, I don't think, the game. Uh, Knights were down a man, so brain explosion by Mitch Barnett. How long will he get? How long will Mitch Barnett get? How long do you think he should serve, suspension-wise? I've got my own thoughts. I won't reveal them now. You, you let me, me know what you think. Um so he's going straight to the judiciary um, tomorrow night. Panthers, though, I mean, missing a few players, and that left edge of theirs, it was just uh, on fire as per usual. So uh, a few players missing, and they just roll on up, roll on up. Who's next in the uh, in the development uh, on the development conveyor belt, so to speak? And then Melbourne Storm, wasn't that a crazy match? Melbourne Storm, they had their own chance to ice it. Well, Parramatta had their chance to ice it before it went into Golden Point. They failed to do so. So too did Melbourne. And in the end, we know the result. Um, and Ray Stone scores um, two tries in the space of about 10 minutes, including the winning one. Well done to the Eels. Well done to Ray Stone, who's uh, suffered that um, that serious knee injury. But the Eels, they seem, they seem to be one team that does have the wood on Melbourne Storm. They beat them twice, didn't they, last year? I'm sure they did. Uh, we move on there. Another crazy game in Canberra. Um, the Titans were up 22 blot shortly after half time. 22 blot, and the Raiders can do it, can't they? They are one of those teams, Canberra, that can stockpile some points at the back end of the game. But I think I read somewhere that is their third or equals their third best ever comeback, um, successful comeback victory. So Ricky's Raiders 24 22 over the Titans. Uh, yesterday, wonderful scenes. It was one of those events on a Sunday afternoon at Suncorp. They don't get too many Sunday games, do they? It looked uh, it looked a treat. It was one of those places, oh, geez, I wish I was there. Um, Adam Reynolds' first home game, of course, and things just did not go according to script. But the Cowboys, are they the, the revelation so far uh, of uh, 2022? They're, what, second on the ladder on points for and against? Looking good. They've got their defense in order. Haven't they? What? Um, I'll be talking, incidentally, to uh, to Steve Renoff. He was at that game yesterday, uh, the Pearl, and um, he's brought to us by Deadly Choices. So we chat to him most Monday nights. So looking forward to having a chat to, to Steve. I haven't spoken to him for a few weeks, actually, because uh, we've been in hibernation uh, with all the cricket that's going on. So uh, I had to park my car a bit and uh, move on over, and uh, it's good to be back in the chair. And then a real scrappy affair. I mean, a rain-sodden um, well, Four Pines Park brookie. And the opening of the new uh, the new Northern Stand there, so uh, yeah, but a scrappy old game, real scrappy game, and another wobbly one pointer by Daly Cherry Evans gets the uh, Sea Eagles home thirteen twelve over the Bulldogs. How many times has, have they had to rely on Daly in a, in a one pointer? 
But hey, it's worth two points. Um, so well done to Manly over the doggies. All right, well, join the show. You might have your thoughts on anything there, anything that's happened over the weekend. Um, as I say, the open line is now open, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 and the text line to 0457 736 736. Dear, oh dear, what's happened there? What's happened there? I mean, I know we've been off air for a couple of weeks and you, you can't come back rusty. What happened then? That was, yeah, miss false start. Can we go oh. back? Can we go back and do over? Have you got a rewind button? <laughs> oh, never mind. Look, never mind. We're all human. Are if they? We, uh, w- w- did you open the um, the live studio audience up? Are they up? Are you up? are you here? Oh, they not they happy. Like it. Yeah. Oh, oh, they not happy at all. They didn't like it. They didn't like it as well. No, 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 no. They wanted the. Uh, they want the wolf mother. No, because no, they're used to us getting off to a good start, and you've yeah. just you stuffed it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, he even brought wolf mother in live, and I couldn't put him to air. Oh. Never mind. Maybe uh, that sounds like the crowd from um, they're all after the buddy buddy's football. Maybe that's what they're, they're after. Yeah. Sharon, yeah, cranky mob, aren't they? Anyway, let's start again. Welcome to the show, Chris Warren, with you up until uh, midnight um, with the Irishman too. Here, the Irishman, who's a little bit rusty, but yeah, but look, but I can assure I can assure you all by the stroke of midnight, when we all turn pumpkins into pumpkins, he will he'll have it all down pat. Oh, pardon the pun, down pat. Okay, that's your challenge over the next few hours to improve yeah. as the go as the as the game goes on. All right, challenge for all of us. As improve well. as the game goes on, like Canberra Raiders at the weekend, for example. Uh, get involved with us if you want to pick up the phone. Have you say you can. Uh, you haven't spoken to me for a while, um, so come on, pick up the phone, say good day. Let me know where you are, what you're doing. Did you go to any games at the weekend? Love to know that. If you went to any of the games, NRL games at the weekend. Um, Feel free to get in touch with me. Manly yesterday, uh, it was a bit of a bludger of a game, to be fair, wasn't it? It was really, really scrappy. Um, and again, they relied on that that one point, the wobbly one-pointer from DCE. My goodness, they have, uh, they've done that many, many times, haven't they, over the past few years? But more Im- importantly, I think, um, what was the atmosphere like there? They opened up the, the new stand, uh, the Centre of Excellence there, um, in honour of, of the late, great Bobby Fulton as well. And I know a, a number of um, the former Manly greats were, were there. So I'm sure it was a, um, a great atmosphere, a great day to be at, at the old Brookie or Four Pines Park. If you were there, let us know. One thing never changes, though, is um, and I, you know, you've got to take your hats off to the Manly faithful on, uh, there on that, that eastern hill. It's a, it's a low place to be, I tell you, when it's pouring down rain. Uh, look, if you're a diehard fan, it doesn't matter. You'll, you'll put up with anything. But I've been there a few times when it's been pouring down and uh, it can get a little bit squishy. Uh, but well done to all those fans that did uh, venture out there. Let me know. Let me know what it was what it was like. Tommy Turbo, big improvement from him. Um, I thought he was strong. He, good numbers, good stats alongside his name. Um, and Matty Burton in a beaten team, look, as, as he was last week in a – they lost the week before, did too, didn't they, I think? Um, the Dogs? Yeah, they lost against the um, Bronx. Broncos. Yeah. The Bronx, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, what a signing he's he's going to be for them, Matt Burton. Um, but, you know, Canterbury fans can't be too downbeat um, about that. What else? Now, um, the brain explosion by Mitch Barnett, that's probably, yeah, well, not probably, it is the biggest talking point coming out of round three. 
and I was uh, I was watching the game, and I thought, what what was he thinking? I don't think he well, I don't think he was thinking. I think it was just a a pure rush of uh, rush of blood uh, by Mitch Barnett. It's not in his game, and everyone I speak to they say he's, he's just a lovely fella, but he will um, he will be out of the game for some time, no doubt about that. The length of his suspension is uh, what they will decide on at the judiciary tomorrow night. So, as I said earlier, you might have your thoughts um, on that. How long do you think he should get? I was talking to a couple of people today, and and one of them was saying, you know what, I mean, and it's not, it's indefensible. What he did, right, there's no place for it in the game. But it's not like he was intentionally going out to maim an opponent, you know, uh, they didn't look to be premeditated with his elbow cocked. It, it just, it was like a, a reflex action. Um, and none, if any thought went into it, but Hey ho, you've, uh, you've got to do the time for the crime. I'm just wondering uh, what that will be. I'm, I'm reading today an article by Michael Karianis and, and David Riccio actually was talking about this today on, on Vossi and, and Brandy uh, Brecky. We'll listen to that shortly. But he's you know, utterly remorseful, immensely, I should say, remorseful, is Mitch Barnett. He was inconsolable, uh, I understand, after the match in the dressing rooms, after what he had done, and rightly so. And not just because he'd let his team down, but because he'd, you know, it, it was a, it came, well, it was a dog act. Um, you just got to try and, and, and make a case that it wasn't intentional. And I'm sure it wasn't, but it was a, a brain snap reflex um, action that that is, you know, luckily, uh, luckily, uh, Chris Smith, I don't think suffered any serious. I don't know if they had the results of those scans as yet. He was getting them um, over the weekend and today, but oftentimes the length of a suspension that is handed out is um, proportionate, if you like, to the damage that has been done. Um, by the by, the the guilty party, they often do that, and and I don't agree with that. Actually, I don't think that's the way it should be. Um, you might have your thoughts on that. So, how long's he going to get? How long's he going to get? Is six weeks enough? You want it to be eight? You think it should be more than eight? Let me know. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is that text line. Um, but yeah, he he did. Um, tracked down Chris Smith and, and um, has spoken to him uh, and told him just how sorry he he was, you know, and that would be genuine. I'm sure that would be absolutely genuine just to check on, on his well-being. Uh, but Smith, he, he failed the HIA, didn't return. Um, and Penrith, in the end, um, yeah, they, uh, they got the points. They got the points, but um, Newcastle, they battled on, didn't they? Battled on. Um, a man down. The other talking points of the weekend, and uh, I touched on it just a moment ago, Robbie Farrow is saying there is nothing to see here. Um, the story about a blue with him and Madge or un- undermining his coach, and he's saying, oh, I swear on Madge's number one fan, and I've got no reason to doubt that. Um, but an article written here in the Daily Telegraph um he does say that there there was a communication breakdown uh, at one point uh, in the game, and it was over an interchange. and And Robbie's there; he's that's his job as the blue shirt to bring him on and bring him off. and 
there must have been a bit of a mix-up there, but in no way was it uh, anything directed at Madge. So um, you've got to take him on his word for that. Move on. Move on, I say. Um, what else over the weekend? Oh, the Parramatta-Melbourne game. I mean, my goodness, how many twists and turns? How many twists and turns did, did that have? And poor old Ray Stone, he's he's won the bloody match for them, scored two tries, and re- you'll remember Ray was... Um, well. Very heavy, heavily criticised. Well, it wasn't his fault, but it was against Penrith, wasn't it, in the semi-final last year, where I think he made a bit of a blur that, well, in the end, may have, have even cost Parramatta a chance of, of winning that match um, against Penrith. That wasn't his fault. He was thrown into a hooker, and he's a makeshift hooker. But I feel so sorry for Ray Stone. He's, he's won the match for them um, because he followed through. He followed through and, and luckily got that ricochet. But he was there and made the most of the opportunity and, and now won't play again this season. He's off to uh, the Dolphins, isn't he, Ray Stone? I'm yep. pretty sure. Yeah, he is. I'm, I'm sure he is. So, um, yeah, uh, poor old Ray Stone. So a few storylines out there. And, and again, well done, South Sydney. Well done, South. Okay, look, it's not too late. We'll dig out glory, glory, I think, because that that was the victory of the weekend. That in Parramatta's. But I... Um, I don't know how many tips South Sydney. I certainly didn't. Hands up. Yeah, you did. You did. You're a Chooks fan, aren't you? No, South. Oh, you're South. So yeah, I don't tip them every week. Did you see it coming? I reckon South forwards have been really good this year. Um, the last few years, it's been the backs that have been getting the job done. But South's been killing the all the sides they've played in meters. Mm. Um, and I think the Roosters might be a bit thin in the middle. Yeah, well, I didn't see it coming. Did not see it I coming. I should have given you the tip. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks very much. I think, yeah, I don't want to look at my results from tipping over the weekend. But aren't they a different team? Yeah, play it loud, play it proud. Let's sit back. Let's, yes, yes. I knew you'd be able to find it. Keep it going. Keep it going. Lovely stuff. Get a three hour version of it. <laughs> yes. Glory, glory to Sassy. Glory, glory to South Sydney. Glory, glory to South Sydney. Yeah, right righto, that's enough. Right righto, right And then we had Manu and Latrell, that old face-off, and oh my god, their first their first collision, and I thought, oh no. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. not again. He copped it, yeah, he yeah, copped but it. But he, the... he was all right. And Cam Murray, how good was Cam Murray? Excuse me. Benched the week before, wasn't he? Unreal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, two try assists and a try. That first try he scored looked too easy. He it was walked, too yeah, easy. Yeah, he just walked straight through them. Through Victor, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Or one of them was. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so back on the brain explosion, uh, Mitch Barnett and the, the brain explosion. Shall we go back and just listen to uh, that interview today? So David Riccio from the Daily Telegraph, he was on breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Now, Mitch Barnett, Dave, what's your read here? Mm. Referred... Straight to the judiciary? Absolutely. Uh, look, I'm, I'm thinking around five weeks plus, guys. Nothing less than five weeks. Um, absolute brain explosion by Mitch Barnett. It's been well discussed. Uh, but we, we know that on today's back page, story by Mick Garianis, uh, that Barnett has phoned Chris Smith immediately after the game to apologise. And you know what, guys? I think that's Mitch Barnett's best chance. I think you walk into that that judiciary and basically put your hands up. Just say, yeah, I'm, look, guys, I've got no defence here. 
it was an absolute brain explosion. Don't try and twist and turn and have reasons for why. Uh, yeah, no one can explain why he did it. And mm. other than that, some soft explanation around the fact that, you know, he was sliding in defence and was trying to push off Chris Smith to, to get to the next man. Okay, maybe. But no, yeah. I would walk in there and put the hands up. I, I, I think that's right. I don't, I don't think there's a there's there's not an argument for it. Um, so I I don't know. Is there is there talk that that he that he wants Chris Smith to go to the judiciary? Is is that been mentioned? It hasn't been mentioned that I'm aware, Brandy. Mm. Um, but I would find that surprising as far as assisting with defence. Mm. I don't know what Chris Smith could offer. So there you are. That was uh, David Riccio. Um, David Riccio, of course, uh, a regular on uh, Breakfast with uh, Vossi and Brandy. You might have your, your thoughts on, uh, as I say, on how long Mitch Barnett will get. Um, not if he gets, he's going to get. We know he's going to get, but how long will it be? Keep those texts coming through 0457 736 736. And if you want to pick up the phone and have a chat, have your say, you can do that. 1300 01 1170. A break and back with more. Yeah, great to have your company wherever you might be. And uh, a few of our regulars have uh, jumped on the text line, 0457 736 736. That is the line. Um, If you'd like to have your say, or you can pick up the phone, 1300 01 1170. Uh, This from uh, Steve says, Ray Price uh, would have loved that Ray Stone's try, the old praying mantis. Yeah, you bet. Do you remember that? So, Steve, you're showing your age a bit. Raymond Price, uh, Mr. Perpetual Motion. Uh, he'd always uh, stand there for a uh, for a penalty goal shot, just looking for that ricochet. And I just I don't know whether it was to I think whether it was to put the uh, the kicker off or what it was. Um, yeah, God love him. Uh, yes, he would have. He would have been there right on the money. Uh, love. Oh, geez, sorry, that's just gone. My text line's fallen over. Uh, love Souths, but I'm missing Renault. Steve from Padstow says, "Well, I bet you are. I bet you are." And uh, his. Homecoming yesterday, well, you can't really call it a homecoming. His first home game at Suncorp didn't pan out the way he would have liked. Um, they were towed up in the end, weren't they, by the Cowboys? But you can just see already that, well, I can. I, I think that he is exactly the type of player that they have been missing, um, Brisbane. So I think he's going to be really, really good for the Broncos. Still looks a bit odd, doesn't he, in that Broncos shirt, but um, get used to that. Uh, G'day, Wa, uh, Barnett, eight weeks minimum. Oh, Timmy the Tool Man, good evening to you, my friend. Can you get Tim, just get Tim a little, uh, or give him a shandy or a bun, Bundy, whatever you want, just he'll, he'll be up for that now. That's for you, Tim. Get, I'll, I'll have one too while you're there. Um, I'm also proud of the way, shit, thank you. Also proud of the way uh, the new dogs have gone, still improvement. Yeah, mate, I reckon it's going to be a, a, you know, a good season for Canterbury. And obviously, uh, the bar of expectation is a lot higher at Belmore this year, no doubt about it, given the recruitment that they've undergone. Um, but how far will they climb, the doggies? Doggies fans, uh, can you can you push yourselves into the eight? Can you see yourselves finishing in the finals this year? Um, or is it going to be a good year of improvement but uh, missing out on the finals? Let me know. Keep those texts coming through. 0457 736 Seven three six. Did you say we've got someone on the open line, or no? No one's we've got called? Shane's called in. Well, where is he? Shane from Marrickville. Good evening, Shane. How are you, buddy? G'day, Chris. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm I'm doing my best. I'm fighting fit. I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, well, Barnett should should get at least um, eight to ten weeks for that. And um, eight to ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wonder. I'm wondering if if he could get Daryl Bowman on the line and ask him what his thoughts are, <laughs> are on it. Well, I don't know what the story is with uh, Big Man and, and uh, Les Boyd. Did they did they ever patch that up? I think they did, didn't they, or not? I've never. You know I, what? I, I don't really know, Chris. I've never. I've never had the 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 kahunas to ask to to broach uh, broach the subject with uh, Big Man about that. Actually, I just don't think it's something yeah. he wants to revisit. I know there was you know um, a lot of fallout for a number of years. I believe. Uh, yeah, I mean that that was as bad as it gets, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, Chris. Yeah, and, and this one though, it's an elbow to the chin or the neck or whatever, but it wasn't cocked charging in like uh, like Les did way back when. No, no, it wasn't. And thank goodness we got that. I was going to swear then we got that rubbish out of the game too. There's no place for it, and we're you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm defending Mitch Barnett because I know he's a good bloke. And it was just a, a bloody rush of blood, I'm sure. But you reckon 8 to 10, mate. Thanks for your call, Shane. Okay, Chris. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good on you, champion. Uh, feel free to join Shane. Give us a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You might have your thoughts on that. You might have your thoughts on, on West Tigers and uh, uh, what, what's going on there. Um, is it a bit of a storm in the teacup? Things aren't going great. I don't, you know, I... I I can only take Robbie Farrow on his word there. Um, he's got no dramas with Madge at all. And they had opportunities. They had plenty of opportunities to win that game um, the other night against the Warriors, uh, but they failed to do so. Uh, get in touch with us. Again, that text line 0457 736 736. Uh, this one, um, no name on it. Put your names on it, ladies and gents, because if I don't have you, oh, yes, I have. Gotcha. Tiger Ray from the gong. Uh, can you get one of uh, I don't know what he wants. What do you, what'll it be, Tiger? He wants a reshes. Have you got reshes there? Take that. That's for you, Tiger Ray from uh, the Gong. Uh, g'day. I went to the Tigers game at Arana Park on Friday night. I don't think it's called Arana Park anymore. Uh, just don't know where to start. Long-suffering Tigers fan, absolutely gobsmacked that they didn't go upstairs for the bunker for Leilua's try. Well, you're not the only one, Tiger Ray. I think plenty of people are gobsmacked. Uh, including the NRL officials, mind you, who openly admitted that it was the wrong decision not to go upstairs. Had they have gone upstairs, I think it may well have been awarded. I don't know. Uh, Tigers need to embrace the MacArthur area and play more games there. The Tigers' main issue is not knowing their identity or history. It's been 20-odd years, uh, and they still argue about West or Balmain. hate to say it, but Pasco has to go. Uh, also, uh, last whinge, price of food at the game, two hot dogs in stale bread, small cup of chips, and a Sprite over a month out of date was $24. Oh, geez. Well, don't hold back, uh, Tiger Ray from the gong. Um, I will agree with you on the uh, on the stale bread. That's not good for anyone, the stale bread and the hot dog. I'm not going to be starting to pointing fingers at any of the administrators uh, or, the, or the coach. Um, I think it's way too soon to be doing that. And, um, yeah, I think there's some good work being done at the club. Uh, it's yet to bear fruit, but, but I know I can understand you. You desperately want success. You Tigers fans, you've, you've been copying it. And I guess you, you, you got to call it mediocrity if you're not making the finals. Um, 
and as you say, a long-suffering Tigers fan. Let's hope the, to- the the corner is turned soon, Tiger Ray. Thanks for your text. Um, and I can understand Tigers fans being. And I've got a soft spot for the club. I played with the, the Magpies way back way back when. Uh, so part of the joint venture. Um, so it's one of a handful of clubs that you know sort of adhere to me as well. Um, but I can certainly understand fans wanting success and wanting it now. Can also understand fans, and, and, and Penrith were in a similar position not that long ago where they were building and they have become a powerhouse development club. And I think that's where the Tigers are uh, are aiming to go and, and capturing a lot of that talent. Yeah, and some of it, you know, a lot of it through the MacArthur area. They have got a big footprint out there. Going to take some time. And I know Tim Sheens is a big part of that. Um, it's easy for me to say, just be patient, Tigers fans. I understand it. We all want to win. We all want to be successful. But I, I think also we just want to know that um, whoever we support, whatever team you support, you want to know they're giving their best. Giving their best week in, week out. And you can't ask for much more than that. And uh, where that lands them on the ladder after 24 rounds, 24 or 25? 25. 20, 25. 25. Where that lands games. them after 25 rounds, uh, we will find out come come September. But uh, keep those text messages uh, coming through. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Yeah, yeah. Broman sued him. I know, I know, and I I don't know what went on after that. Um, I don't think Big Marnie's one to hold a grudge. Um, yeah, don't know. Just get him on the line. Works for another network. Oh, I don't think he'd come on here, Big Marn, would he? Anyway, uh, that was from Steve. Uh, yes, thank you for that, Steve. Right, uh, Sharkies, how are you feeling? How are you feeling in terms of teams that have turned the corner and uh, you know, are buoyant and and all good reasons to be very optimistic, um, very optimistic about the season ahead? Sharky, so let's go through it. Round one, they had the match bloody one and went down. Nearly had it won twice because they nearly got over. Lost to the Raiders, right? 24-90, yeah. Then they another nail-biter. They get the points against Parramatta, 18-16. And then convincing winners over the the Dragons at the weekend. Um, Only a a week's a long time in in the game. Only a week or so ago, we're all pumping up the Tigers of, uh, the tyres rather, of St. George Illawarra and their young brigade. but how quickly those tyres can deflate. Nico they crashed Hines. a bit earlier this, week, this year, Dragons. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Again, like we're saying here with the Tigers, I'm, you can't start panicking after three rounds. You're Sides really, have lost. You really can't. Sides have lost their opening three games and won the Premiership. Well, I'm sure they have. I haven't yeah. got that stat in front of me. Cowboys. Did they? Yep. There you go. Roosters in 2002. There you go, they Tigers. Were one, they were one from five. Manly last year finished fourth. They, were, they lost lost their first four games. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, don't start panicking yet. Uh, whatever club you support, whatever club you support. But in terms of um, and don't celebrate too soon either. But I think yeah, this Sharkies team it's going to be it looks good. It does look really, really, really good. And Nico Hines, I mean, he's going to be the, is he going to be the pickup of the year? Is he going to be the signing of the year? Come on, send me through oh four five seven. 736-736. Who is the signing of the year? Got to be Nico, hasn't it? Throw but it's in Gagai at Knights. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah he's, he's still going good day. No, 
Adam? Is Adam going to be the signing of the year? Nico going to be the signing of the year? Who else? Who else? Another big signing. Dale, yeah. Let's go to some other clubs, though. We can't throw them all at, at um, Cronulla. Oh, okay. Let's go to Canterbury then. Yeah, Burton looks good. He looks like a real yeah, franchise player. He's not really player. signing, is he? Well, he, he was signed last year. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, there, there, there's three. But, I mean, they got him. There's well, three good like, ones. Nico Hines. Car really looks like he's brought a good attitude there. I know he's a winger. Joshy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, let's go one from each club. There, there's three, right? Any others? So we've got Nico Hines at Cronulla, Adam Reynolds at Brisbane, and Matt Burton at Canterbury. Any others to rival those as the three biggest recruitments signings for the year? Any others? Send them through. 0457 7367. Who do you think will be, uh, at the end of 25 rounds and beyond, the best catch? The best catch, and it may well be a sharky in Nico Hines. My good, how how good is he? Oh, yeah, Vossi's labelled him the buyer of the year. Was that this morning? I think he must have been doing that. So what did he have on Thursday? 16 points, a line break, try assist, a try. Um, after kicking the winning goal a week before. That's right. Yeah. Under pressure. You got that? No. Um, No, it's all right. Don't worry about that. Jaden Sewer uh, was sin-binned for the second week in a row. This is still on that uh, that that Sharky's big win, 36 points to 12. He's got to just got to rein it in, hasn't he? He really does, Jaden Sewer. Um, but, yeah, Sharky's fans, get in touch with me, 0457 736 736. Uh, Toby Ru- Rudolph, talking of Sharky's, He's always a character, and he, he's come on SEN a number of times, and you've, you've got to listen because you're not quite sure what's going to come out of his melon. Uh, he's a character. He spoke post-match um, again uh, with nine, but uh, carrying on in the um, the joker that, that he is. Toby, it's JT, mate. Congratulations on the win. Tell me about what uh, Nico Hines, Cameron McGuinness, and... Uh the your captain there, sorry, I just had a mind blank. Dale Fanukin's brought to the brought to the club, sorry. Yeah, those three yeah. boys. Um, Nico's been unreal. He just brings a high work ethic, uh, brings a lot of sort of class to his game. You can see he's a very elusive mover and um, just an all-round good bloke. And Dale and uh, Dale and Cam bring one simple thing, they're both psychopaths uh, at training <laughs> on the field, off the field. They're just relentless with their work and um, you know. When they're sort of carrying the ball in training, I try to get out of the way because it's a Monday morning. I'm not too keen. I'm pretty sore from the game before, but they just don't care. So uh, just a really high high level of professionalism from both those guys and all three of them, really. Toby, the commentators were saying you're looking like a team that could actually push for the premiership this year. Then suddenly Gal was telling us off air he's considering a comeback. You got any room left in the cat? <laughs> yeah, look, um, I think Gal should just stop being a cat and fight Sonny Bill already, to be honest. <laughs> stop worrying about the footy, mate. Get in the boxing ring, eh? Hey? <laughs> well, I think he will uh, in time. I mean, ching, ching, money talks and you know what walks. The Gal, the Gal they tell me, I don't know Gal. I know, I know him. I don't know him very well. They tell him he does uh, really, really love love the ching, the coin. Uh, yeah, and, and then some more. Geez, they're earning some good dough these days, aren't they, in boxing? Is it too late for me? I've got a, my, my Rocky Boulder, my right one's busted. I'm gone. I think it's the best time for me and you to do it. No. Best time for me. No, mate, I'd have to fight you with one hand behind my back. Right shoulder's gone. I didn't sleep a wink last night. Laid in, laid in for bed it. for seven hours. Yeah. And didn't sleep one minute. Yeah. 
because my shoulder was playing up. Two months now, or about a month? Oh no, it's been about a month. I got no, I've got I got nineteen mil tear in there on the the what do you call it the rotator cuff. So you can have surgery, but they reckon the surgery doesn't always work. And, and rescuing a kitty from the surf. Well, yeah, no, I did it that morning and then rescued seven with the the tear. Oh no, hey Hoff, yeah. get me a, a gig on uh, Baywatch. Yeah. Do I look a bit of Hoff about me or not? This dark room, you got plenty of it. I have to find a Pamela. Uh, anyway, I don't know no, why we're talking about this stuff. Um, let's shall we just get back on on track too about um, who's going to be the the number one signing for the year. Uh, Steve has sent through Nanny. I think so. You're saying probably Nanai. I reckon Jeremiah Nanai hasn't he gone well? Hat trick against the Broncos with the Cowboys, but he was there last year. I'm sure. Yeah, he's I'm a, sure he was. Yeah, he is from. He was born in New Zealand. He's a Cairns kangaroo, um, and he made his debut last year. He did make his debut last year. Yeah, he's a good one. Yeah, he's a real good one. And, and talking of um, round twenty two last year. At the end of it. So, yeah, so uh, what about uh, Bo Firma? Gee, I, hasn't he come on from uh, and last year as well? Jeez, he's a good damaging left edge runner, Bo Firma. Yeah, he's good. Newcastle they've got, let him go when got they got were struggling as well. He was from there. So he was, um, I forget where he's from originally, but then he went to Melbourne when he was a young teenager, went up to Newcastle under Brownie, and then he went to Gold Coast when Newcastle was struggling a bit. And they let him go, which is yeah. puzzling. Ah, he's good. Like him. But he's showing up David Fafita. Yeah. And that's like he's out well, David. the thing with David, I mean, you're just never quite sure when, when David's going to be on because he's just he's got that much strength and speed and size and ability but can sort of – and this is just me thinking aloud. What would I know? But he sort of does drift in and out of games a bit, whereas the likes of Firma, you know, he, he's just going to be going – Yeah, I don't mind Fafita off the bench. Hell for leather. Um yeah, anyway, you might have your thoughts on any of that, all of the above. Um, who's going to be the best signing for 2022? Uh, again, you can weigh in on the conversation, Mitch Barnett. How long do you think he should get? Um, and also, Tigers fans out there, um, there's got to be some reasons for you to be optimistic. That's not looking good at the moment, but, you know, you had your chances to win at the, week, the weekend. It is only uh, three rounds into the competition. And Parramatta fans, I mean, again, let's hear from you. Um, where are you? Where are you, para fans? You've just beaten Melbourne and poor old, poor old Ray Stone. Have you ever done anything, yeah, you know, like quite good and injured yourself in the process? Um, rolled my ankle on a night out and kept going. Oh, like good on you. Oh, you know what I did? We need, but a you break. know, I bet the next day you would have been in I agony. Played a, I played a charity AFL game, yeah. like a musicians versus media AFL game. Well, what were you? I could play for either, but that's a different. That's okay. a different. I probably neither. But are you, also are you a musician? Yeah, a little bit. Um, what do you play? What can just, you play? Now I just DJ, but I was like got all the old. Well, they're not musicians, are they? Yeah, well, depends who you ask. Um, wanted to play this charity AFL game because this girl who wouldn't talk to me was going to be at it, oh. and I rolled my ankle before training, oh. like really bad. Like I tore both ligaments and uh, infused the joint. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I did thought, you get the girl? Still haven't spoken. This is three years ago. Still haven't spoken to her. Oh, well, that's flying. She's gone now. Played it, though. She'd be off the market. Call in. <laughs> do you remember her name? She's not listening. How do you know? Mate, I'm telling you. <laughs> She'd be one of the few in Sydney who aren't. Exactly. Big show. Big ratings. Oh, well, there you go, eh? There you go. My last game for West Magpies. 
my final game, it was in it would have been in Reggie's because I was captain of Reggie's most often. Um, scored a try, quick, well, a close one from dummy half. That's all I could do because I wasn't very quick, and busted the knee as I put the ball down. Last, last was that my final game for West Magpies. But it wasn't your final game going in. No, but it put me out of the game for almost a year. I had five subsequent five operations on that left knee. There you go. Hey. Anyway, look, as I always say, it's not about me. Although my name is on the show. It's not about me. It's about you too. So get involved. Get off your pain horse and give me an Al Cap- get, get on the Al Capone and give me an SG ball. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Yes, it is. And we've been asking you, uh, Mitch Barnett, how many weeks do you think he will be uh, handed suspension at the judiciary uh, tomorrow night? Keep those texts coming through. Uh, you might have your thoughts on that or anything else to do with the, uh, the greatest game of all. I'll just go through um, the charge seat and, and, and what is happening uh, out of round three. So Barnett will, as we know, front the judiciary uh, tomorrow night. That's over that dangerous contact charge on Chris Smith. Um, very dangerous contact. Cock the elbow. And Chris Smith, uh, HIA, did not return off the ball incident. Um, in the later matches, so we'll just have to wait and see on that. That match played in Bathurst. So uh, my gut feel is it's going to be around the six to eight. Um you might think differently on that. Uh, in the other matches, so uh, Storm forward Nelson Asa for Solomona. So he's done with a high tackle, a careless. And Titans prop um, Mo Fodawaka, um, dangerous contact. that They've both been fined. So I, I think Nelson's maybe a bit lucky with that one just to uh, get the fine. West Tigers hooker uh, Jake Simpkin, he was also fined. Uh, that was for that crusher tackle on Marcelo Montoya. That was in Friday's uh, loss to the Warriors. Dragons forward Jaden Sewer will miss next week's match against the Roosters. He was charged with a grade two high tackle careless offence. Um, that was in that loss to Cronulla. And so he's accepted the uh, one week ban for an early guilty plea. With Sewer, that's the second week in a row that he's uh, been put in the bin. And I was saying earlier that, you know, I think he just maybe needs to just tone it down a little bit. Uh, you might have your thoughts on that. one three hundred oh one. 11.70, and Cronulla Centre Jesse Ramian also charged for his uh, high shot um, uh, that resulted in a sin bin. Uh, so his tackle, I'm just reading here, attracting only a grade one charge and a $1,000 fine for an early guilty plea. All right, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line. Uh, feel free to pick up the phone and have your say. Uh, John is on the line from Kensington. Good evening, John. How are you, mate? Hey. Uh, mate, no, I'm not good, mate, to be honest. I uh, I think, look, there's a lot, a lot of uh, bouquets for, um, for Peter Valandis, you know, what he's done for the game, and I'm the first one to say that. I hear but a butt. I, I, can now, hear, I can hear a butt coming. There's a butt, mate, there is, because in his efforts to, um, you know, clean up the game, so to speak, mate, he's really left it open to, you know, uh, really, it's not black and white anymore. He left it open to people cheating. You know, I mean, like, you look at the, the differences in some of the thing. I mean, Solomona, you compare that with Jaden Sewer's tackle. Yeah. And I mean, it's just talking shit. This guy doesn't even go off, right? Because Melbourne always gets the rub of the green, right? But, yeah. you know, the guy, and then on review, they give him a fine. You've got to be kidding. And, and Sewer gets what? He's got an open arm. Yeah. The guy hits him straight at the point of the shoulder. There was no intent in that whatsoever. Yeah. We get we get shafted two weeks in a row for like men in the bin. I mean, like it's just a butt. 
And even the guy with the peroxide here in Parramatta, you know the hooker? He absolutely clocked the guy. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. Gave me, but right in front of the referee, he he gets the penalty, but doesn't go to the bin. So how do you work it out? And even the one that Jaden saw, he got uh, Fanukan. Fanukan went down as if he'd been killed, right? He gets up. He doesn't go to HIA. He just stays on the field. Do you know what I mean, Chris? Yeah. I'm not complaining. Like, I'm not well, going to be biased but... Yeah. <laughs> I am a bit because, mate, it, because it's affected us two weeks in a row. Yeah, I you can. Know, like, I can understand your frustration. I can understand your frustration, yeah, John. I mean, like, it's um. I, I think look, the NRL they, they're trying, they're trying to make it more understandable for all of us because we were all blowing a gasket, yeah. weren't we, last year about similar offences attracting way yeah, way yeah. different penalties. So they're trying to yeah, m- yeah. remove that from the game, but again. Um, there's just something missing. They haven't they haven't got it right because, as you rightly say, uh, the sewer incident. Comparing that to Asifa Solomona, and um, I, yeah. c- I can understand your yeah. frustration. I don't know what the answer is, but I do know that they're they're not there just yet in terms yeah. of whatever system no, they're, they're using. A lot, a lot, a lot away, mate. At the moment, really, because they, there's got to be more black and white. You know, like they've got to. I mean, and I reckon they should bring back the five minute tin bin as well. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Wouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, generally, Johnny, your your yeah. dragons. Then um, you've hit a little bit of a hiccup, but um, there's been some good signs so far uh, from them. Yeah, there has been, mate. But I think you know we should have won against Penrith. They were just unlucky in that game. Um, against Cronulla in the rain, ten minutes in the bin, mate. When it was nil all, Ben Hunt gets over the line. Uh, you know, it was would have made a ten six, but. It's very hard, Chris, in this modern day, as you know. When, when you lose a player for 10 minutes, mate, especially in those conditions, yeah. I mean, Cronulla played well. I'm not going to take that away. But, mate, when, you got, when you're playing against 10, they piled uh, against uh, uh, 12. They piled on 10 points during that time. It's just uh, hard, too hard to get back, mate, you know? Yeah, no, I uh, agree with you. You're playing football, you know what it's like, you know? So, and against Penrith, I mean, like, we had all the momentum, and then the guy goes in the bin, you know? Like, and it's... Mm. It's just too hard on a team. I think, you know, five minutes, okay. But ten minutes in the modern-day game where it's so fast, it's really asking a lot of a team to come back. You yeah, know? You make That's a, you make, you, know, you make a good point there, mate. And, and I will say this, too. In the modern game, and you touched on it a couple of times, the modern game, like, the, you know, with the new rules and the set restarts, the killer word yeah. or the key, the key word is momentum. And when a team gets momentum, it's very yeah. hard to rest it back, isn't it? And... Um, as you say, yeah. rightly say, ten minutes in the bin, and and you're gone. Really, you really are gone. It's very very hard to to win with a man down for even ten minutes, particularly in the modern game. John, thanks for calling in, mate. I uh, hope to talk again soon, and um, all the best for your red V. Thanks, buddy. Same, yeah, mate. Bye. There, good on you, Johnny. Johnny from Kensington, a regular listener to the show and the station. Good fella, and uh, calls it how's he how's he sees it. He says he wasn't complaining. Johnny was complaining. That's all right. That's good. That's what we're here for. Uh, we're here to vent. If you want to vent, throw it at us. Throw it at us. We'll take your call. Um, you want to bag me? You can bag me as well. I'll take your call. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. No, don't do that. Don't, I don't need that. I need a bit of. I need an arm around me. I need a bit of loving. Um, what else? Oh, Steve says a DJ is not a muso. You are kidding yourself, Pat. Yes, I'd- response. Uh, I, I did he says a, a DJ, which you are, is not a muso. You are kidding yourself. I did all my 20s through bands. Just... So what do you play? What Peace. can oh, you play? Like piano and 
I did piano in high school. Did you? Sort of picked it up and then I got like the synthesizer. I can do on... Yeah, on the, on the black keys. Yeah. yeah. Can you do that one? So, I can, I, that, so yeah. I'm a muser. Yeah. I can, I can even hear it's a black keys by you just saying And it. I can do... Um, do, 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 yep. You know that one? Yep. I can do that one too on the piano. So I'm a muser. You have to show me. Hmm? You have to show me. I'm got a piano. We'll get one in. Yeah, we'll get one in we need a the break. Big, yeah, a big grandy. Big grandy yeah. in here. All right, we better take a break, shall we? Um, are they still up there or are they gone to sleep? Oi! Good. Good. We'll take a break. This is Higher Ground. Back with more. Yeah, that's that's the mash music. So we're we're gonna duck into the mash tent now and see uh, see who is uh, not doing so well. So as I said earlier tonight, Ray Stone uh, really disappointing for him. He's out for the whole season now. Uh, Parramatta Utility um, ACL gone when he scored the, his side's winning try against Melbourne. He'll undergo surgery in the coming days uh, and then begin rehab. Uh, before joining the Dolphins. So we won't see Ray again in blue and gold. Uh, the Bulldogs uh, forward, firebrand forward Jack Hetherington, shoulder injury. So he's uh, going to be on the sidelines for, well, the whole season. He's gone. He'll be gone. That's, that's a huge blow uh, for Canterbury. Uh, Broncos forward Jordan Rickey, ribs, and uh, Cowboys prop Cohen Hess, shoulder. Um, I haven't got the extent of that, but uh, they, I think... Um, will be in doubt for uh, the local derby, uh, for, for the match coming up, rather, the Cowboys' uh, next match and uh, and Jordan for the, the Broncos' next match. Uh, Melbourne winger Xavier Coates, also in doubt for uh, Sunday's match against the Bulldogs. Um, he was a late withdrawal from the Storms match uh, with Parramatta. That's due to hamstring problem. Uh, what else? Chris Smith, we've touched on that. He copped the elbow, didn't he? Uh, by Mitch Barnett, and um, I don't think there was any significant damage done to that. Scans haven't, or there's been no news uh, of any other uh, damage to him. Uh, West Tigers, big blow for them, isn't it? Uh, Stefano Utoikamanu, uh, so that's a syndesmosis. So you reckon he's going to be gone for, I'd say, anywhere between four, five, six weeks. Not good at all for them. Warriors back rower, Alicia Akatoa, suffered uh, an eye injury. Um... So, yeah, we're not quite sure of that one. And for Cronulla, Connor Tracy, head knock, Matt Ikevalu, ankle. They'll be monitored after they were hurt during, uh, that was a Thursday's win over the Dragons. So there you are. That is your latest injury update. And coming up to six minutes past ten in New South Wales, six minutes past nine in Queensland, uh, shortly, excuse me, I, you said to me you were going to improve as the show went on, and you've just gone and hit another button there. I think it's, I think it's, and now you haven't got your microphone. I think it's an improvement. <laughs> I think it's an improvement. We're going to go uh, north of the border shortly, so stick around. Stevie Renoff is going to uh, join us, as he does uh, most Monday editions of Higher Ground, uh, and he does that for Deadly Choices. So uh, they're an hour behind us, so uh, stick around for that. We'll, we'll get to Stevie very, very shortly. In terms of big moments from the weekend NRL, round three. Well, I guess there were probably three, weren't there? And not all of them good either, mind you. But the big talking point, uh, Mitch Barnett, um, the elbow uh, to Chris Smith, and he's going to get a lengthy ban for that. He goes to the judiciary uh, tomorrow night. That was one of them. 
Uh, I didn't hear from uh, Ivan Cleary after the match, um, but I believe he has spoken um, about the incident involving Mitch Barnett. Yeah, I, I just don't know. There was just a, from what I've seen from um, Mitch Barnett, I just seemed like it was out of character. I don't know what, yeah, I'm not sure what what happened there. It was, but it was, yeah, everyone saw it. So. Oh, I was worried about him. Um, yeah, but once I saw what happened, um, and he was holding his jaw, I was like, yeah, very, very worried. He's, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. It's definitely his, his jaw, but I don't know how. I don't know. Like it's not. We'll know, we won't know until he gets an X-ray. But uh, like he's not too bad. So we haven't had any results from any scans, but we're we're assuming that he's not too bad and he's he's a okay. In fact, uh, Chris Smith. Uh, we should also point out though, and it's in the back page of, of the papers today. Uh, this one in the Telegraph, uh, saying that uh, you know, immediately Mitch picked up the phone yesterday, um, and just simply said, "I am sorry to uh, to Chris Smith." So. That was one of the, uh, well, unsavoury uh, moments from round three in the NRL. And uh, we'll find out tomorrow just how long he uh, will serve. Um, I'm thinking between six to eight. I'm thinking between six, six to eight. I, I, could be, I could be wrong. Another big, and you might have your big moments from the weekend. Send them through, 0457 736 736. But the other big one, wasn't it? Oh, well, hang on. There's another one. We're... We have neglected South Sydney's thumping of the Roosters. That in itself is a big moment. And Cam Murray, outstanding performance from him. So that's another big moment, right? So there's probably four key storylines. Well, maybe there's five if we're gonna if we want to dive into the Robbie Farah Madge stuff. But I I think that's a bit of a I think that's I think a that's non story. Up. He's running the water for, like. Yeah, so, so so we've got four, right? We've got four. One of them's the Mitch Barnett elbow. One of them's Cam Murray, outstanding for South Sydney, thumping chooks. The other one, and again, it, it doesn't end well, is uh, Ray Stone scoring the match-winning try for Parramatta in Golden Point Extra Time to beat Melbourne Storm. It's his second try in, in about 10 minutes. And in the act of scoring the match-winning try, his season is over. Go here. I have no try. Okay. We're confirming <laughs> that Ray Stone is offside. Well, it's touched right side there. Kick chases onside, including Ray Stone. Ray Stone been declared slide. onside. He's beaten Jerome Hughes, the only Parramatta player in sight. He's done his knees yeah, in his We have a decision. Well, this is incredible. This is a most dramatic moment. Parramatta are winning the match in Golden Point with Ray Stone. Scoring the first double of his career, mind you. Wow. Uh, great call there from Vossi too. Uh, thanks to Fox League uh, for that audio. <laughs> You're just going to laugh along. It was, and you can hear it in Vossi's voice. It was so bloody unbelievable what we just witnessed in the space of you know, three minutes or five minutes or so. It was just a crazy, crazy climax to, to the game. And, and Melbourne have been involved in – two of their games have been like that, haven't they? Because the one against South Sydney. Yeah. How mad was that? When was that? Round one, wasn't that it? That was round, round two on the Thursday. 
Latrell's two-pointer. Two-pointer, yeah. Only then for um, Pap or Munster. Can't remember now. Ah, uh, Pap. Pap. Yeah. Wow. Aren't they, haven't they been edge of the seat rides at the end of those two games? Imagine oh, being we, in the box at Bellamy for it. Yeah, no, I'd stay away from that. But haven't we been treated to some cracking games only three rounds into the season? And you know the other thing, there'd be no score blowouts. Wasn't that the number one complaint of last year? Year before as well. And if we, Shocking. Seems to have been reined in. Why is that? Is that all down to the, the new rule? Can't all be down to that. I think it's that the bottom eight have all recruited well from the top eight. I don't know. Kind well, maybe a bit of that. And also teams are working out how, how, to, how to adapt to the new rules. Because keep in mind, those new rules were just thrust on all the clubs. Yeah. A heap of new rules thrown straight on them. They didn't really yeah. have a lot of time to, uh, well, work out ways to exploit them. There's a lot less of those set restarts now. They're down from yeah. like five or six a game to like two or three a game. And yeah, and and largely too because the teams don't want to give that penalty away uh, when they've got their team coming out of their their red yeah. zone. You know, it's just uh, they don't want to give them an easy march downfield. So that's that's why the the set restarts have um, have dried up a little bit. All right, so Ray Stone, Cam Murray South's thumping roosters, the ugly elbow of Mitch Barnett, and then the other one. For me, the other big event for me, and I was calling this game, Canberra, they were gone. They were down on the canvas, barely any signs of life in them. Like it was it was calling, bring on the defibrillator, defibrillator however you say it. Um, they had barely had a pulse, gone. Well, if you're a Canberra fan and you're still watching, you're well, crazy. Well, you know they're probably head for the exit door. Yeah. They hung around, and uh, but as I said, as I said during the match, Canberra do have a knack of, of, of coming back. And, and I, I've seen it a number of times before. It, and in the end, it ended up being the equal biggest comeback, successful comeback by the Canberra club coming back um, to beat the Titans. What was it? 24 points uh, to 22. But in the, the closing stages of the game, and I don't know if you saw this, uh, I was watching it, well, I watched, watched it live. I was calling it. But I was watching last night on, on Fox, on Matty John's show, and it uh, they brought out some of the biggest hits. And I was watching it with my little um, – one of my boys, actually. And and so there were some great big hits of, of yesteryear and, and recent times as well. You know, you think back Manly fans, you think back to George Tafua. Remember that shot that went viral that – I forget who he Monster? folded. I can't remember. Don't think whoever it was can't remember either. Yeah. Uh, then Steve Maddai, we saw that time and time again, sustained over, over a number of years. Steve Maddai would come in and just pulverize people. Uh, there were some, a lot of other big hits over the years as well. But at the weekend, there was one hit, and it was by Semi Valame, the Raiders' center on AJ Brimson, the Titans' number six. And I think AJ will have nightmares about this. Well, uh, well, for the rest of his life, Semi absolutely folded the Titans 5-8. So Maju down the middle, but 30 seconds left. Now we're, we're in the miracle stage. Oh, the ball comes out. What a statement. Referees pulled playoff. An incredible tackle. A brutal tackle. Semi Alamo. 
watching again. Oh, considering the state of play, I don't think I've seen a better hit. Semi Valamate out of the line. Well, Brandi Alexander, he's been around the game for a while. And what do you say there? I don't think I've seen a better hit. Oh my lordy, lordy, lordy. I feared for I feared for AJ Brimson. You know what? If he laces up a boot next week, well, he's playing on Thursday, isn't he? Titans. They've got uh, West Tigers on Thursday. Oh, you know he could be excused if he doesn't ever lace up a boot again. If he says, and I know he's on a, a good wicket and financial packet. If he says, uh, Coach, don't want to play footy anymore, you'd understand why. He's going to have nightmares about that uh, for the rest of his career. But he bounced up, and he's okay. He's okay out there, mums and dads. That's just part of the game. It's a physical game. Uh, I often say it is the most brutal contact team sport in the world, and uh, you can understand why. Righto, uh, when we, we're going to take a quick break, uh, Chris Warren with you on higher ground, here through until midnight. Back end of the show, by the way, uh, I'm going to be replaying some of the uh, the good bits uh, across the station uh, throughout the day, so uh, stick around for that on the rewind section. But up next, uh, I'm going to we are going to be joined by our good. Uh, our good friend, north of the border, Steve Renoff. All righty, time now to uh, focus on all things north of the border with those uh, those banana benders up there in Queensland. And uh, the pearl Steve Renoff joins us most Monday nights to do that. Before we bring in Stevie Boy, we better play this. That's it, Queensland. Silver Fiji. That's it, Queensland. Where is Bowerville? That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. Queensland's everywhere. Oh, you dirty Queenslanders! Hey, I tell you what, Steve. Thanks for joining us, champ. But it's been it's been a pretty bright start so far for the Queensland teams. Um, save for yesterday's performance by by the Broncos. Yeah, and look, they were they were they were trounced in the end. Uh, you know, by by the by the North Queensland Cowboys, the, the other Queensland team, and. Um, I, I think it took. As I was saying, Chris, it was a great afternoon of footy. Had a really good crowd Sunday afternoon footy, and yeah, it was. Because uh, you don't get you don't get too really many great. you don't get over the years too many Sunday afternoons, do you? At Suncorp, the Bronx games they're, they're you know, generally on a, on a Friday night, most of them. Yeah, exactly, and great atmosphere. As I was saying, the weather was beautiful. It was perfect for footy, and uh, look, I, I just think in the. At the end of the game, it was, it was virtually all you could say was the Cowboys came ready to play. And, you know, Broncos were, were eyeing that, that milestone. They were hoping for a 3-0 start to the season. So it's been a great start for them. And, uh, you know, the previous, I think I read somewhere today, the previous um, nine times they have gone 3-0 to open the season in, the, in their history yeah. of a club. Uh, they've made the eight on all occasions, so not to be. But okay. I tell you what, yeah, I've got to be honest, I, I still think the Bronx are a team that, that can find themselves uh, knocking on the top eight this year. It was to be the you know the, 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 the party, if you like, the homecoming, uh, first home game for Adam Reynolds. Um, he didn't have his best game, but he wasn't the lone ranger in that department. I'm not quite yeah. sure what it was, if you can put your finger on it. Maybe they've been reading a few of the, the bit too much of their own press over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, look, I, I was I, watching them closely. I was at the game, and early on in the game, uh, they looked tired. And you know, when you, you they bring close-ups of the players, and they, I, I know it's a physical game, you, you do, but they just looked a little bit lacklustre, and, and things just weren't sticking. 
And and then look, the Cowboys. You you can't um, underestimate what the Cowboys did. They they played some really good rugby league, and I I, I just think they outplayed uh, the Broncos on the day, to be honest. And they came ready, and, and they got away at the points. And unfortunately for the Broncos, um, they just went away from what they were doing the the first couple of weeks with their defence. And mm. um, but you got you still got to give credit to the way the Cowboys played. Couple of players that you were earmarking last year, and we spoke um, quite often about them um, with Cobbo, but also um, Herbie Farnworth, and, and Herbie certainly. Um, well, he's opened the season brightly, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And look, we've got some. You know, Herbie always gives a hundred percent, and it, I, I reckon yesterday it, it just they they lost their form a bit, uh, their their structure, and mm. and then we then next minute you see guys like Herbie and. Um, uh, Cobo, you know, taking one off the ruck runs and, you know, where they should be, you know, being set up out wide. I, I actually thought we lost, I think the Cowboys, the way they played, they really got into our structure and we, we went off kilter for a, for a lot of that game. Mm. Um, th- yeah, 38 points to 12, just recapping that score. So um, have you spoken to Kevy? I mean, what, what was his initial reactions afterwards? Or haven't you had yeah, time? look. No, I, I, I text him and, um, you know, I just said, look, you know, all I could say is a bit of a hiccup. Because mm. um, they're still, after those two wins, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks, the, the place has had a, a real lift here in Brizzy. So there's been a vibe around the community. Mm. Um, you know, you go down to training and there's you know, a lot more people down there. And that, I think that's what the boys need to realise. You know, they got to see that, you know, the two wins what it means to Brisbane, what it means to that team. But we thought that those two wins would lift them, especially playing the Cowboys, but um, the Cowboys ambushed them. Mm, they did. Uh, and you, before the season, were tipping that Albert Kelly would win the, the race for the number six jersey, and uh, he has been there. And um, it's a bit of yin and yang, isn't it, with, with him, the sort of ad-lib type style, and then Adam Reynolds, the more game controller. What have you made of, of Albert Kelly in the six? Oh look, I, I think he's great. Even yesterday, uh, early on in the game, I was I was watching him with some of these offloads, and um, I, I think I think you what you have to do. They they all appreciate what he brings, um, and he he goes some uh, as a, a centre, and obviously play with some really good five eights in my time. But I watched five eights and what they do for their outside backs, and he mm. was really. I thought early on he was really good. You know, mm. stepping to the outside and giving some really decent ball. Um, but that all seemed to drop away. But uh, it all comes back to then, you know, uh, how I, I think our centres didn't look as comfortable uh, as, you know, they had they have been. So it, I think for them, as I said to Kevin, it's a bit of a hiccup. They'll, they'll reset. And, you know, I think they've got the Warriors next week. So, mm. um, you know, they'll, they'll be targeting that one as a win. Kurt Capewell, another one of the new signings. He's been getting through a mountain of, of defensive work, probably yet to find his groove in attack. But one player I, I have been impressed with, and I haven't watched all three games closely of the Broncos, but I've seen enough um, to suggest that I think Patrick Carrigan has, has sort of taken his game to a new level, in my opinion. Oh, he has. Mm. He, well, he, he was he was a Broncos, from Broncos' point of view, he was their best player yesterday. And, mm. and some of his runs and his offloads, and he's, he's, he's really stepped up. He's playing a lot smarter um, than what he was. He, and he's got a great offload and um, he's really ripping in at the moment. And, you know, and look, you know, even Payne, in Payne Haas, in his own words, he, you know, he was fairly quiet. But mm. I, I, once again, you've got you to give, you know, um, 
credit to the Cowboys that they they did. They shut us down there for a fair while. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, some of their their stars. Well, one of them, Val Holmes. I mean, that's the best game we've seen from him in yeah. in quite some time, right? Yeah. Listen, Val Holmes, and I think he steps up. Like in their trial, uh, the Cowboys um, trial, they they beat the Broncos as well. Go back a few weeks, mm. and Val he found his home in the centres that night, and he played really well against Katoni, but he repeated it again yesterday. And, um, you know, I, I think Katoni's, he, he, he'll he'll realise that he, he's a lot better player than what he's been doing. You know, he's got a few mistakes in and around him and um, he's got to look at that. Um, but, you know, they, they'll, they'll talk to him and, you know, so hopefully I'll, I'll, you know, get down there and have a chat to him and just go back to, you know, not, not worrying too much about your game and just keep it simple. Uh, and, you know, they, they've shown that they can win games. A player that you let go last year, and um, you know he had his papers stamped as something. You know, a very, very bright <laughs> prospect was Tom Dearden, and uh, he's a he's a really good few rounds at the Cowboys this year. Oh, he has. Uh, look, I, I'm, I like Tommy. I, I I think he was a you know great little player, but he's moved to North Queensland. That's probably been the best thing for him. And um, he's now running the ball, and ha- you know he's he's taken on the line. Mm. I think I think when he was here. And we talked about him that I thought he was a bit hesitant yeah. um, about running the ball, but he's he's found it, and um, you know he he just realises now that you know when he runs the ball he can be really effective to the for the team. Mm, I think what probably helps him um, is Chad Townsend's influence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, don't underestimate you know, the value of him going up there. Um, I I think that that's probably one of their. It's probably the, one of the most crucial signings uh, for Chad Townsend to go up there, and um, you know he, he's never going to be a Jonathan Thurston, but uh, he, he brings a bit of leadership, I think, uh, to that group. Mm. Well, let's talk uh, briefly, mate, too, on the the other Queensland team, um, the Gold Coast Titans. Um, you know they haven't been too bad, have they? They they stretched the Eels, no. I think, didn't they? Um, in, in round one, and then um, they threw away a twenty-two point lead. Um, at the weekend in Canberra, um, I look at their team, Steve, and my goodness, it's a, it's a wonderful roster that they have got. They've got you know, one of the biggest packs and most mobile packs in yes. the game, and they've got a, a really good sort of balanced spine now a, as well. AJ Brimson looks right at home in the six. Jaden Campbell is going to get better and better um, yes. by the game. They've got speed out wide as well. However... However, how you can let a twenty-two point lead slip is oh, I beyond know. me. I, 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 you know, why would you be a coach? Honestly, mm. why would you be an NRL coach? And you go out and you watch this team, uh, and you, you know, the, the, remember the Titans did a, a lot of this last year as well. So they can put on some points, but yeah. oh, geez, they can leak them back. Mm. And it, they should re, should never really have lost that match. I, I don't know what goes through their minds, but. Um, you know, as you say, they got a they got a a great team. They're coming from a uh, a good base, and they he's you know Holbrook's slowly building this team, putting it together. Mm. But you know, they should never ever lost that one. And I, I just think that's one where they got really got to pick up is they leak those points back. You know, because we we seen them do it last year. Yeah. You know, they go to a lead, all they let a team get ahead of them, uh, and mm. the opposite twenty points, and they catch up. 
um, but, you know, just don't quite get there. So yeah. nothing wrong with their attack. Uh, they just got to really get mentally fix up their defence. I think that's what it might be. Hey, just back on, on defence and back on the Cowboys. I mean, what, I think they've got the best defence in the whole competition. Can you believe that after three yeah, rounds? Wow. They've, they've let in uh, leak 24 points, the best by far of any other team. And so they've seemed to got their, their house in order. I'm not sure who's helping Todd Payton up there in the uh, as a defensive coach, but yeah. he should get a pay rise. Oh, listen, and, and they show that. And, uh, you know, we talked about that, and they they, they really dampen Brisbane's attack. And, um, you know, I don't know whether they do that differently for every team, but they just keep doing it. You know, Reuben, Reuben Cotter, I mean, I, I could give him a rap. He, he plays above his weight mm. um, and just rips in. He just doesn't stop when he's on. And But across the park, you know, they, they were just really rattling our boys. And it was a very physical game as well. Yeah, and we also should give credit to Jeremiah Nanai too, a, a hat-trick from him. Oh. Hey, listen, uh, Steve, uh, I, I must um, tell our listeners as well, uh, this is brought to us, uh, you are, thanks to Deadly Choices. Tell us more about Deadly Choices, mate. What, what, what have you been up to? Yeah, mate, we're uh, busy. Uh, it's, it's sort of the, obviously the start of the year for us and a lot of our partners with Deadly Choices. And Deadly Choices is all about uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people getting 715 health checks. Yep. Um, so we partner though with a lot of NRL and AFL and, and different sporting uh, franchises uh, around promoting Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander health within our clinics. And the clinics, uh, you know, we have 20 medical centres here around Brizzy and, uh, you know, we, we connect Deadly Choices in uh, obviously nationally as well, New South Wales, Victoria. Um, yeah, but it's all about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, you know, getting their mm. 715 health checks. And you'll see the shirts around. We've got a lot of good shirts happening at the moment. So, you know, everyone go to your local AMS, book in and uh, for a 715 health check and you get one of our Deadly Choices shirts. And as I say, we, um, you know, we, we, we launched this week the shirts from the Cowboys and they look really good. And uh, we've got the Broncos coming up. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's gone really well, but it is all about health for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Well, Steve, mate, appreciate you joining us. And again, thanks to Deadly Choices. Keep up all your good work, champion. Always good to talk to you and always uh, good to have you part of the show here on Higher Ground. No worries, Chris. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you. Yeah, Always good to uh, hear from from the Pearl. Uh, great fella, Stevie Renoff. And uh, and I, I quite often say he's... Um, He's one of the best centres I've ever seen play the game. Um, and that was, you know, through my era. Loved uh, watching the Pearl. He's a really good fella. Nice to hear his thoughts there. Um, and, you know, obviously very, very close ties with uh, the Broncos and, and, and Kevy Walters, as as he will have for, for a long, long time to come. Uh, forever, in fact. Um, but as I say, three rounds in, it's hardly any cause for panic. I will say um, the Cowboys... Are shocking a lot of people, uh, particularly with their their defensive resolve, you know, and that's one area that they were really really poor in in the last couple of seasons. Um, but it looks like yeah, three rounds in, and they've certainly tidied up their their ship, haven't they? Twenty four points is all they have conceded, and that is the best in the competition. Uh, they've won two from three, um, and conceded just the, the twenty four points. So. Todd Payton and company up there, they're doing something right, aren't they? Uh, doing something right. Tal Malolo, um, how good was he? Really, really good. And we we can't, again, we can't overlook Jeremiah Nanai, um, who scored three tries. Were they all from kicks, were they, his three tries? Yeah, three. 
not to denigrate it because they'll three scream at they, no, takes, no, yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, three from the kicks. Yeah. And the Broncos, their, their late try, so that denied the Cowboys their biggest ever win over Brisbane. So uh, they were ahead a 38-6, and that would have eclipsed the margin in round one, 2006, when they beat uh, Brisbane 36-6. Um, but that wasn't to be. So the Bronx uh, scored a, a late one there, uh, 38 points to 12, the final score. Well, are there issues in the Broncos? Oh, I don't think so. No way in the world. I think they're going. I think they're going good. Um, some of their their outside backs particularly didn't have the best of games, but I reckon the Broncos will be pushing for the top eight. I really do. So much talent. Well, they've always had that flair. They've got a, a really good pack of forwards. I, I, as I was saying to, to Steve there, I love what I'm seeing from Pat Carrigan. He goes underrated. Payne Haas has got the biggest, the, motor well. in the, in the biggest motor in the competition, arguably. They've got speed to burn out wide. Um, and Albert Kelly w- with Adam Reynolds, a really well-balanced halves combination. Yeah. So I, I think I think they will be banging on the door of, of the top eight. Um Cam Smith knows a lot more about Brisbane and a lot more about, dare I say, football in general than I do. Now, he spoke uh, this morning, um, and I think he has a, a few concerns about Brisbane. Uh, Cameron, very quickly, though, can you answer this one for Ryan of Mackay, who's a mad Broncos fan? He wants to know, because you're mm. at the game, should our Broncos' pathetic performance a reason for concern, or was the Cow- were the Cowboys just way too good? Which is more there, Cameron? Uh, it's probably somewhere in the middle, Ryan. Um the, the, I guess the concerning thing for me was that watching the second half of the Broncos reminded me a lot of last year's Broncos, mm. where they, they just didn't look interested. They, they had a lack of energy. They, they were right in the game. They had an opportunity to get back into the game and just, and just try to wear the, the Cowboys down, but it, no one wanted to put their hand up and, and take responsibility for that footy side. And I was a little bit surprised by, by Adam Reynolds as well and just some of the decisions they made. They, mm-hmm. they went back into the mode of five hit-ups for a kick. Yes. Where, yes. where they, right. they actually needed to ask some questions of the Cowboys. 100%. And to, to, be, to be fair, like the Cowboys, are, to start this year, I don't know we're only three rounds in, I think they're the, they've got the best defensive record in the entire competition. Mm. So they're a side yes. that are working hard for each other, and actually their tackle efficiency is quite high at the moment. So if you're just going to throw hit ups at them, they're going to they're going to look after it. So that was the concerning thing for me. On the flip side, the Cowboys were very impressive, and we we're just talking off air about uh, a number of their players who played extremely well yesterday. Um, yeah, Tommy Dearden was outstanding in the half. So I thought Chad Townsend did a really good job mm. too. Um, with Val Holmes, there was a number of players that were very good for the Cows, and they're sitting second, boys. Sitting second after three rounds. Um, I think most of us, put your hand up. up hey, have they gone to sleep up there? Put your hand up if you had Cowboys finishing closer to the... All of them. No, you're not even listening to me. I'm not saying clap. I, I, I said put your hand up. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're all hard. Cowboys fans what up there. Doing? It's just hard to have a <laughs> rational, sensible conversation with people that don't just don't listen. You've been giving those rushes out. I said no. no I, you gave it. I said just put your, put your hands up up there in the studio audience if you thought the Cowboys were going to finish closer to the bottom of the, the the table than the top. Look, yeah, okay, thank you, thank you. See, when you listen to me, it's easy to understand and, and follow the instructions. Most of them. I thought they eight were, out of ten. I, I were, counted. I thought they were last. Hmm. I thought they were last. Cows. Yeah. Wooden spoon. Yeah. Well, I think probably a lot of people will put you in that. Yeah. Now I go back to what I said earlier. 
when we had a, a one of our supporters who was a, a diehard West Tigers fan and is at his end's wit, wit's end even, yeah, wit's end. It's three rounds in, right? So you don't start panicking wherever your club is at the moment. Well, on the on the, on the the flip side from um, – sides have won their first we'll talk three games and still finished last, so – yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, as you said before, yeah. Cowboys I think lost their first three games when they won the premiership, right? Yeah, and then the same year, Knights won their first three games and they finished last. I think there are mitigating circumstances for any clubs that mightn't be performing as well as yeah. you might hope, including West Tigers. Um, I think a good injuries sign. Injuries and other things. We'll talk more about Tigers a little bit later on. Right? I, I wanted to just to delve into the Cowboys' yeah. resurgence a little bit more, if you like. And um, a lot of people were sort of raising, well, not raising their eyebrows, but questioning the the wisdom of signing Chad Townsend on big, big money. I would right? I would put myself as one of them. Yeah, and I yeah. wouldn't, you can't, you can't, um, like Chad, yeah, you'd, you'd snap that money up for sure. You'd bite their hand off. Yeah. Uh, and I put my hand up as well. I thought, Gee, it's, I think that's a bit, of, bit much to be paying for Chad. But, you know, he's really brought a calming, steady hand to that team. Yeah, and sometimes for a lot of, and it's uh, freed up Tom Dearden, mind you, I reckon as well. Sometimes a lot of players just need a change of scenery. Yeah. It's like, because Chad wanted Chad, you know, Chad at, at the back end of the Sharks. They they couldn't wait to see the back of him, I don't think. As great a player as he was for the Sharks, held in esteem. Yeah. I think they were pretty happy to see the back no, of him. No, you're absolutely right. You hit, the, you hit the nail on the head there. I, th- I think the change of scenery, and that's a massive change of scenery too, yeah. going to the other end of the bloody country, um, has done him the world of good. And his team uh, are really... Um, thriving w- with him there. Now, you know what last I like year, about the l- Cowboys, if you don't, if you mind jumping in, well, I do, but go. <laughs> is um, never stopped me before. Is oh. like they clearly there's some sort of I don't know if it's a personal rift, but there's definitely a professional rift between Peyton and Tamalolo. Well, we well, were talking was, about this last year. Yeah, this Peyton on on was openly on. criticizing him. I know last week they sort of joked it off, but. Finally, and Todd Payton's one of the smartest forwards to ever play the game. He was so skillful. He must look at the raw talent that Tamalolo has and maybe him just wasting it just as a battering ram when Payton was such a clever player the way he used his, you know, a much limited skill set. But I just noticed on the weekend that out of trouble, they had Tamalolo two passes wide. And more than once they had Tamalolo two passes wide from in their own sort of third of the field. It's a lovely ball he, he he put on too, wasn't it? To, well, uh, yeah, how can you, you don't really think of Tom while he's setting up tries either. No, I think everyone is starting just to um, you know, readjust the way their forwards are playing the game. Yeah, and he's not your your, your typical you know your thirteen like you know the Victor Radleys and the Isaiah Yos and the Pat Carrigans. He's a different beast altogether. But yeah, you're right. He's playing a bit wider and playing a bit smarter. So yeah. you know they they've got to get over this. Um, supposed rift that there was with Todd Payton and Tal Malolo. Seems to be uh, quite happy days there at the moment. But Stu from Cronulla's listening in. He says to me, well, yeah, come on, fellas. Who are they? Who have they played? Fair call. Fair point, Stu. Fair point. Uh, so let's not just go off too soon um, on the Cowboys. They were beaten in round one by Canterbury Bulldogs. That was a stinker. Yeah, six points to four. They uh, won in round two. Uh, 26 points to six at home against the Raiders. Raiders played like bustards. 
And then uh, then there we go the weekend. A convincing win, though, um, against Brisbane Broncos. So thanks, Stu, for your text as well. Keep them coming through. 0457 736 736. We've had a couple of texts as well about West Tigers. Uh, and we might venture into Tiger Town after this break. Well, one, one of the big talking points out of the weekend, round three in the NRL and uh, the West Tigers, they are the only club uh, without a win this season. Is that right? Yeah, it is right. I think they are the only club without a win this only season. Um, at the weekend, you know, they they had every chance, opportunity to put it, put the Warriors away. Warriors were down a man. And for whatever reason, and quite a few you know, passes didn't find their mark. Throughout that match, they had some opportunities that uh, for whatever reason didn't go their way. I still think, it's hard to say this. They lost the match, so it's hard to say they were the better team. I still think, and if you look at the stats, their stats were yeah. way ahead of, of the Warriors. Yep. In the end, though, they failed to win the match. Um, and, you know, again, a lot of fingers have been pointed at, at Madge Maguire. What's new? Um, fingers get pointed at Luke Brooks. But, you know, I hear I hear the chatter as well, and I've got a couple of mates that are, that are you know, good, you know, mad West Tigers fans. And they are, they are frustrated. I think all Tigers fans, they want success, and they... They want it now. But I think you know, a lot of them also will say, we just want to make sure that, you know, we want to see the team playing uh, with effort every single week. I don't think you can question there was lack of effort against the Warriors. No. Um, but it's just it's just been a long time for them. They they want some success. And I think it will come. I don't know when. I'm pretty sure it will happen, but it's going to take some time. Um, but we've had a few texts tonight. And, you know, the, the Robbie Farrah thing, well, I think we've put that to bed. That was... I don't think there's anything to see there. I really don't at all. And he's come yeah. out and said that yesterday. So yeah. take Robbie on his word. He's got no problems at all with that. Well, no, he's, let's he's take Robbie big, on his he word. He says he's Madge's his number, he's not, he's number one fan or he's Madge's number one fan. Um, but, yeah, you know, as I said, a few things didn't go their way at the weekend. And one of them, I mean, had that try have been, well, had they gone to the bunker in the first place, this was our six all. I mean, you know, crucial moment in the game. They didn't even go to the bunker. Whether Luciano's try would have been given, I don't know. I think it may well have been. So that was one thing that didn't go their way, and a few other things happened um, as well. We haven't heard from Madge, but let's just oh – no, it's, it's a few days old now, but let's go go back and listen to um, what Madge McGuire had to say after that, that uh, loss to the Warriors. Try in the first half that wasn't even looked at. Yeah, I just don't understand that. I really don't understand when you've got that much technology in our game that you can't – Go back and see it. It's ridiculous, really. I mean, obviously, I'll have to have another look at it. But uh, the do you big... think it's a try? What you've seen have... so far? Well, the ball went backwards. You now and looked like a try to me. So that's a game changer there, right there. Well, as, as I say, it was a game changer. It was a game changer. But again, they had enough opportunities, so many opportunities to to get the the job done, and and failed to do it. So yeah, they'll go back to the drawing board and. Um, I'm sure they would have gone through their reviews uh, today or, or yesterday or even the day before and worked out where they need to improve. But, you know, I, I, I can understand frustrations. West Tigers fans certainly can. When your team's not winning, um, you have every right to be frustrated. Hang in there. Hang in there. What have I been saying, Pat? What have I been saying? We are three weeks into the competition. All right? Three weeks, that's all Six we are. Six months to go. A long, long road ahead. Long road might be a longer road for some clubs than others. Probably um, not the Tigers. But you know what? what? Could be. Well, well, whatever. You know what? That's what being a rugby league fan is all about. I understand that too because you've got to do that. Once you get, uh, you know, some clubs will will instruct their defenders to get 
hit by a decoy runner. Um, and we'll get a penalty for it. You know, that's, I want to see that rubbed out of the game as well. We're, see, we're seeing, that's, that takes another one. We're seeing far too many tries denied um, because of these decoy runners and, and mm. players getting in the line and, and being hit. We saw a couple at the weekend, or more than a couple, and a few very seasoned commentators sort of shaking their heads because even they don't, they still don't know what constitutes now whether a try is given um, with obstruction and these decoy line runners. But yeah, that that's we're going on to another subject altogether. Have to get the whiteboard out. Oh mate, it, well, well, when when okay, when international and state of origin players, and I won't mention any names, still and and. Okay, when premiership winning coaches are still not quite sure yeah. what a try can be pulled back for, yeah. what hope has Joe Blow got in the street? Well, there was a, an interesting What hope have you one. and I got? The Ockenball had the miss. It was um, on the Sunday night game against the Broncos last week where there was like a textbook obstruction where yeah. straight, straight at the inside shoulder of the defender – and Broncos had the scrum on about halfway. Well, you've got to run in, in at the inside shoulder, right? You, you can't run on the outside shoulder. So if yeah. you're running the inside shoulder, that's supposed to be okay. However, if you make any contact with that defender, and even if he's 30 metres away from from where the try is scored, if you make any contact with him, he can just drop. And if the try is scored, it'll be disallowed. But we saw yeah. a couple of those on the weekend. I think it was Saturday, the Parramatta game, and then the, the game I was doing, the Canberra game. We saw a couple of very similar incidents, and but they were adjudicated on differently. And, you know, I'm hearing premiership winning coaches saying they're not quite sure. I'm hearing premiership winning players saying I'm really not quite sure. So it just takes me to the point of how can, you know, how can fans be understand um, how the game is being refereed? Anyway, look, that that's a point for another day. Just back on, so Mitch Barnett... Um, uh, the Knights make a point of, of their players. There we go. Uh, retired international back row Luke Lewis understood the position Barnett found himself in defensively. He says it was terrible, but I can understand what Barnett was trying to do. This he was talking to uh, ABC Sport. Uh, he was going across to save a try and push away from Chris Smith. Yeah, okay, so that, I, can, I get that too. But his elbow came straight up uh, and it was a brain snap. So he'll face a new look judiciary uh, tomorrow night. Um and it's cut down to two members now, isn't it? The judiciary uh, and also chairman of uh, Jeff Bellew. So he'll have a casting vote if needed. So you've got Dallas Johnson, Tony Pulitua and Bob Lidner are among the uh, potential judiciary members. Some other recent incidents in recent years. And again, this is uh, thanks to the telly for these stats here. These are incidents that have been sent straight to the judiciary. So they're pretty bloody bad. To not even be graded, right? Um, so, 2019, George Burgess. Eye that gouge. was for the eye gouge, nine yeah. weeks. Yeah. Okay. Mate, that's worse. An eye gouge? No, that's, that's, as bad off, as, that's as bad as it gets for me. That was a bad one as well. I think that he got off lucky there. What's worse, bite or eye gouge in terms of dog axe or elbow? Mm. Well, I'm eye gouge. I think eye gouge because there's a damage, obviously. But it depends. Everyone's how... got a mouth guard in, so bites are hardly going to pierce the skin these and it's, days. If you got, especially now when you've got arms everywhere, you can have an arm in front of you and just sort of. 
Look, the worst, the worst is the blatant, intentional les boy Daryl Broman, arm up, cocked, I'm going to break your jaw, right? That's gone, though. That's that's gone decades ago. That's not in the game. Well, the so, Danny Williams one at Lockhart Oval on... Danny Williams, yeah. On Mark O'Neill. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was it? Yeah. How long did he get? 12? More? It was double digits, and then he went to England. Yeah, and I played at the Broncos. I was on your ass. I was over there. Yeah. 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 Good fella. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. I wonder where he is now. Where are they oh, now? He's probably listening. Text in. No, I don't think so. He's probably in the south of France somewhere. Is he a Bears player? Danny? Mm, Melbourne, a, wasn't it? It was Melbourne. Melbourne. Before Melbourne. Yeah. Apparently there was don't a know. check. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Hudson Young, Canberra. Eight weeks. Eye gouge. Yeah, see. He had a few eye gouges. Hudson's, yeah, got some formers, hasn't he? Priors. I hate eye gouges because I'm half blind through an accident, actually. I wasn't eye gouged. Um, Kevin Proctor. I am serious. And I lost my glasses the other day. Oh, yeah. I mean, we you both, yeah, yeah, we've both got the, the proper prescription ones. Yeah, like mine. Are, yeah, yeah, mine are the same. I'm blind without my glasses. Yeah. I can see you there. I, can, I know that you're in the studio with me. You smell me. I'm distanced. No. Distance, I'm shocked to pieces. So I've lost, well, I've lost mine. So I've had to go and get new ones and they take seven to 10 days yeah. to deliver. So I'm, I'm, where are they? Can't find them. Here they are. <laughs> I'm look at these things here. They're like old grandpa specs, but they're about seven years old. So my eyes have changed significantly in seven years. Yeah. So it's, I might as well not even wear them. So I've got to walk around with my prescription sunglasses on. Got your, got your hands out. Prescription sunglasses. Yeah. So... I've oftentimes, if I'm walking through Coles at nighttime, shopping or whatever, and I see someone wearing their glasses, sunglasses on, I think, what a knob. Yeah. What on earth are you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah. Now I realise they might well have been in the yeah. same situation I'm in now. Yeah, there, but for the greatest. And I just God. want to take all those thoughts back because yeah. I'm feeling for them. Yeah. I, I look like an absolute tosspot <laughs> walking through Coles because I, I need the glasses for the... Yeah, you know, and if someone walks past me, and now where I live, you know, everyone knows everyone. Yeah, and I've had quite a few people have said to me later on, "Oh, what you just brushed me the other day," because I honestly cannot see. Yeah, someone even like five, ten meters away, I can not recognise him without yeah. my specs on. How do we end up? Oh, eye gouging. So that's why I hate eye gouging, right? So okay, well let's rewind again. So when I was about sixteen, I was putting the surfboard on the roof. Yeah, not that this has got anything to do with rugby league. It might be half interesting to our listeners who are still up at nine past 11, Sydney time. So I was putting the surfboard on the roof when I was about oh, 15. And my dad used to call the provincial races up at Gosford once a month. He was the track commentator, right? And I think, well, don't tell anyone this, but I think he'd give me that Thursday, maybe it might have been the first Thursday of every month, he'd let me go with him. Or maybe it was the second, he'd let me one every two months. He'd go, I'd go with him. Mm-hmm. And I would help put his bets on for him as a youngster, right? Up and down, because he was in the commentary box. And I'd go oh, down yeah. and put his... And he was, you know. I thought he wanted a tip from you. No, no, no. He, he had his own tips. Too many tips. So I'd often go down and put his bets on, on the nod, whatever, you know, with the bookmakers when they had yeah. ring bookmakers in the ring those days. Uh, and this one day he said, yeah, come on. So I, what I did was put my surfboard on the roof. And the plan was for me to go and catch a few waves at Terrigal or Wombra or whatever and then get the bus back to uh, Gosford. Across for races. So 
You remember those hockey straps? Yep. So I put it on. It was on really tight. It oh. let go. It let go, and it hit me in the eyeball, in the pupil. Oh. So quick was it, the force of the hockey strap, I didn't even have time to close my eyelid. Oh. So it's knocked me straight out. And my dad was behind me and caught my head just before I hit the concrete. Oh. So blah, 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 yeah. Um, so I had to get then when um, I had a cataract and glaucoma at the age of 15. So I then played footy with the dodgy eye. That, see, that explains why I was no good. But then when I stopped playing footy, I had the extraction and the fake lens put in. There you go. Now, that's an operation, ladies and gentlemen, on higher ground, listening in still at 11 past 11, you don't want to have because you have to be awake when they stick the needle in your eyeball. I had a stigmatism. Did you Yeah, I've got a bad stigmatism. And I remember an operation where they did something to my eye and I remember I had to be awake for Mm. it. Did they put a needle in your eyeball while you were awake? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I, I reckon I got like a solid threshold of pain. And I just the days mm. after that were just the worst thing. And then in hindsight, you know, you think like, well, how bad can pain Did be? Did they cut your eyeball open with a scalpel no. while, you're, while you're watching with no. your other eyeball? No, no, but they did. They did me. So they, ha- they had to w- wipe back a layer of, Ugh. and then they had to put uh, ultraviolet rays into it to strengthen the. Mm. All right. Righto. Well, anyway, so yeah, eye gouging. Oh, that's an awful operation. That Awful. Um, Hudson Young, yes, uh, eight weeks. What else have we got recently? Kevin Proctor, uh, bite, biting four weeks. Okay, four weeks for a bite. That's right. Luke Thompson, eye gouge, four that was weeks. A bad one. Only got four. And Max King in 2020, uh, leg pressure, three weeks. I can't even can't recall remember. what it was. Leg pressure, Hip must drop. have been like a yeah, yeah. maybe now, nah, maybe it's one of those scorpion ones. Yeah. Well, the CS Oliola did a bad one a bit before that on. Billy Slater, that might have been twenty. Oh, not seven. Oh, he's got not a good aggressive, a bad bone in his body. See ya. Wouldn't have been intentional. Anyway, so that's some of the recent ones. So I reckon. So what are we? What are we saying then? Where are we? Where are we ending up on this? I reckon with the hysteria, eight. Yeah, they're quite reactive. Yeah, I reckon eight's too much. I they are very reactive, though. I reckon they go eight. Yeah. I can hear and then the with the plea, now. that would be six. Righto. Yeah. As I said, I, I think between six and eight. Anyway, we will, uh, time will tell. Now, we can do some rewinding. I go back and look at a few things from uh, across the day. I could get some tapes out. I could get the. You go get some tapes cassettes. out and do that. Yeah. Well, because you're a DJ, not a musician. <laughs> do you do the old, do they still do the. You know, you DJs with it? Uh, uh, no? Yeah, it's not really. What do you my... call that? And uh, people can't see what I'm doing here, but with the record, scratching, scratching, scratching yeah, yeah. I see you, a bit of techno, a bit of, what do you got? A bit of rap? I do whatever. Yeah? Do whatever. I think last time, uh, last time I was on air talking about DJing was, um, hmm. talking about doing Fletcher's daughter's 12th birthday. Oh God, righto, fair enough. <laughs> I want you to just go dressed as a clown. <laughs> but anyway, uh, one of our, I think it was Stu or Steve was saying, just to clarify again, that you are not a musician, you're a DJ. You could be both. I don't think you can. <laughs> Righto, we'll take a break, shall we? And when we return, we'll uh, we'll do the rewind here on Higher Ground.